Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hello, Stephanie Sprangers. Hi. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant Show. I am so excited to have you on the show. I met you a couple weeks ago at a really amazing event in the hills of Beverly, Beverly Hills. I think I met you the first time in 2019. Oh, we did. We we met at an event in downtown LA. Our first our first Slam Hive Summit. Yes, at the first Glam Hive Summit, yes. and my fiancé sits on your board. That's right. He's an advisor, yeah. So excited to get to know you. You're such an entrepreneur and a visionary, and let me tell my audience a little bit about your awesomeness. So Stephanie is the founder and CEO of Glam Hive, the online personal styling service that brings expert personal stylists and makeup artists to everyone. She is a lifetime style seeker and a tech executive turned entrepreneur. So Stephanie, how did you come up with the idea of Glam Hive? Um, okay, that's a good question because I think it's, a, it, it's something that I used to ask founders of other companies. And so now I just have my own experience. Yeah. So mine was a journey where I worked for lots of startups starting in really the year 2000 and was always in a sales and business development and partnerships role. And, you know, fast forward to 2013, 2014, I was like, how hard can it be? Like, I'm going to start my own company. Like I'm tired of always like doing the jazz hands for everyone else's um, startup dream. Like, you know, because when you're in sales and partnerships, you're very pivotal in really the success of the company because you're bringing in partners, you're bringing in revenue. And in, in many ways, when you work for a startup, you're, you know, you're 
you're selling the vision just as you would, frankly, as a founder. And so I thought, well, I want to start my own company and, you know, easy peasy, which was not the truth. What year is it now? 2021. I literally lose track of time because it, it really is. It, there's very rare instances, I think, of overnight success. Yeah. And I think that particularly being so young when I entered the tech world, it felt like every company I worked for was so successful. They went public, they were, had big acquisitions. Um, but I really, frankly, joined actually even in a later stage, even those companies that hadn't gone public yet were still in a, you know, they had already achieved product mar- market fit. They already had a customer base. They already had uh, employees. And so it was really different. I ha- There was a lot I needed to learn. So, um, you know, to make a long story short, I worked for one of the first email marketing companies and I thought, well, there must be a way to do this. It, it was a membership marketing program. I thought there must be a way to make it more beautiful and um, interesting. And I really thought it would be fun to drill down on style because I've always loved, you know, putting on a good outfit. <laughs> um, and, and frankly, I've always had friends that have helped me look better. Like you should wear this or you should not wear that, or this would be awesome on you. Like really ever since high school. And so like I would have a good sense of what I would like, but I would always have friends that could do it better. Right. So when I started Glam Hive, the idea was actually like a shoppable Instagram. And this was before Instagram was shoppable. And um, in many ways, it probably would have been better to be a product manager at Instagram because to try to build an Instagram is that's a that's a tough thing. Yeah. And in fact, if you think about Instagram, it really was a photo filter. And then it became a business. So so they were able to evolve their business in a way that I think all startups do. So we started out as a shoppable Instagram. But then what I realized was that as much as you see someone on Instagram, you think, I love her look, the chances of you actually buying that dress or buying that blazer or that it's even in stock is really incredibly low. And frankly, the chance of that woman that you love on Instagram, her style, for that style to actually be the right style for you and your body shape and your personality is actually very low also. And so what I realized is that what there was a segment of women that what they want, what they were doing is reaching out to women and stylists on Instagram saying, can I, I want to engage on one-on-one style advice. So when you think about a blogger or someone that you follow on Instagram, they are giving one to many style advice. Yeah. I love this shirt. You might love it too. Here, you know, buy it at shop. Whereas when you work with a, someone one-on-one, they're saying, well, what do you actually have in your wardrobe? What is your lifestyle? Like, what are you like? What do you love to wear? What do you not love to wear? What have you spent money on that you wear like crazy? What have you spent money on that you, you know, never wear? And so it's a long story, but really I just, you just iterate, iterate, iterate. And so for something like Glam Hive, where we're, we're taking an industry that exists, which is personal styling, and we're trying to make it accessible for everyone. Yes. And that's the distinction because, you know, I live in Seattle and I would say that I don't know that I knew a stylist in Seattle. I knew people that worked in stores when Barney's was open, Nordstrom, Toto Kylo. You know, I knew the women that own own boutiques, but I didn't know a stylist. And that's a pretty important distinction. Yeah. And so I think mostly I just, it's like, it's like the whole, you know, Michelangelo thing. You have a piece of marble and you try to whittle it down to what it wants to be. Yes. And what Glam Hive wanted to be was what it is today, you know, which is a community for stylists to, you know, support and learn from each other. And also for those stylists to be able to offer their services to clients, no matter where they live. Because what's important in working with the stylist is a personality fit. It's not so much like she lives in my zip code. It's more like, I love that woman and something about her resonates with me. 
and I want to work with her. And so Glam Hub just makes it possible to work with someone no matter where you live, no matter where she lives. So you're kind of like a matchmaker because I was looking at your site. You're kind of like a matchmaker between uh, people and finding the right stylist. So you have a you have a quiz so people can kind of get their style and then you find a stylist that kind of work around those. those Yeah. So. There's two ways you can go about it. You could go to glamhive.com and you can browse the stylists. And then if, in a way you could think of it like a dating site where you can browse eligible guys. Um, but think about if you wanted to have a matchmaker, you know, oh, maybe you want to browse. That's totally cool. You can come to Glamhive and look at the stylists and see their rates and their services and be like, I want to book her. But a lot of, but, you know, what I have found is that for a lot of people that, especially if you're really busy, you just might you just want someone to actually help you with that process. It's almost like I can give a good referral, you know? So yeah, in a way I'm like a matchmaker. So you can come to Glamhive, click good match. You just answer a few questions. Then I always email or text people. And I just say like, can you send me a few photos of either you or styles that you like? And I almost feel like I've been able to like read faces in a way. Wow. Because what you want is to make a, you really do want to be a matchmaker. And yeah. a lot of styling, I know that the industry really wants to be big on machine learning and artificial intelligence, but style is like humor. And it's really hard for the machine and the artificial intelligence to actually get it right. The people that you see in life that have the best style, unless they're inherently stylish, think of anyone that you see in a magazine, anyone you see on TV, anyone you see in a magazine, they all have stylists, all of them, all of them. And so the, and, and we look at those people and we think they are so successful and beautiful and really in their own skin. And they're so much themselves. And that's what I feel. That's what Glam Height is about. It's, we, you know, mostly we work with women. Of course, there's guys. But it's about connecting a woman with another woman who is going to be like, what is the thing about you that's going to make you shine and feel like you show up in your life in a way that makes you feel confident? Because once you feel confident, then, you know, you go for the job, you say yes to things, you maybe start working out more, whatever. It's not about the clothes. It's about how you feel in, in how you're presenting yourself to the world. And that is such a distinction from what companies like you know the box companies do or what it's just a different thing it's almost like life coaching it's self-improvement it's yeah it's really awesome it's it's a gift I would want to give anyone and through glam hive it's possible because we have stylists at every you know every price point it's like getting a hair a great haircut you can get a great haircut at supercuts you can get a great haircut from you know um what's her name this awesome lady in new york that does the shag cuts I, I can't remember right now. She did the famous chat. Well, let's say Vidal Sassoon. You know, he's not alive anymore. But the point is, you can get a great haircut across all price points. And that's what our goal is at Glam High. That's awesome. So, do you know most of the stylists, or has it gotten so big that you're just like, oh my God, there's so many stylists on this platform? Um, I Anyone that I match, I know that stylist. I know that you will have a great experience. So, you know, it's like, I don't know all the stylists personally, although, you know, what's been interesting about Glam Hive is that we've grown during the pandemic and it's also a time when you can't go out and meet people, (laughs) you know, so we've done a bunch of digital events that are um, awesome. And they're actually, you know, we had 
every celebrity stylist you can imagine, every celebrity makeup artist, hairstylist, designer. Um, we've had like three female billionaires speak at our events. And I don't come at Glam High. I'm not a stylist. I think I said that, but I'm not a stylist. Um, I'm an I, I'm an entrepreneur and I love, you know, I grew up with Oprah. I say that all the time. Live your best life. Yeah. And so I feel like um, that's what our summits are about. It's not about like, this is your body shape or it maybe it's about trends, but it's about why style matters. It's about how to look great on Zoom. It's about, you know, how I built my business, how I overcame failure. Our summits are really awesome. I'm super proud of them. That's been the shining light during the pandemic for us. Let's talk about failure. How... How has failure been a part of your climb to success and where did you get the most rejection? Was it bringing retailers on board your app? Was it getting funding? Was it? Yeah, it was, it was funding. (laughs) It was funding. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing is like every growth and failure. Everyone says this and it's true, but everyone will say this. You have to fail to succeed. And I still hate failing. Like, you know, from a sales perspective, I just was talking to some stylists yesterday because part of Glam Hive is we do, you know, I can't teach stylists style, but I can teach them the things I've learned about business. And so, you know, I had a couple of stylists that I was speaking with and they were like, I don't want to send out this email to my client base. I'm nervous. I have to take a Xanax to do it. Think about that. (laughs) People that are afraid to send an email because why? Because they think that they're going to get a negative response or no's. And, the, and I said to this, it's like, if we were back in the gold rush, you would have to basically take your pan to find the nugget. You would have to have a lot of sand. You would go through a, and think of the nose like sand. Yes. What were they focused on? Were they like, oh my God, more sand? No, they were like, I got to go through more sand to find the gold. And, and actually it's such an antiquated analogy, analogy in some way, but it's true. And I hate when someone tells me no. I hate when I send an email and says, like, take me off your list. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate when, I, I hate that. It feels terrible. Um, I'm, I'm too sensitive to ever get over it, but you just proceed anyway. Right. Because how else are you going to succeed if you let the first or second or third no stop you? I mean, I was uh, thinking about during the political campaigns, I was getting stuff from politicians like five, 10 times a day. They didn't care if I didn't open it. They didn't care if I unsubscribed. They were focused on winning their race. So I think part of becoming an entrepreneur being successful is desensitizing yourself. Like you said, of course, it still hurts. We're still human. But it's just it's just part of the climb to success. And I like what John Maxwell says, success is an all uphill climb. Oh, does he say that? That's probably true. I also feel like, you know, when I started, like literally in 2013, you know, our passwords were like fly private 2014. <laughs> it's so dumb. But like you literally, especially in tech, even growing up in tech, you think is an overnight success. And it's just not. I mean, sometimes it probably is. I'm sure we can point to those things that are, but generally it's not, you know, just, I think generally it's not. Um, and so, so there's that, but I feel like um, what you said, something about an uphill climb. Oh, oh, private, fly private. You know, when I started Glam Hive, I, it was more like, I don't, I, I want to start my own company. I don't want to work for these guys anymore. Yeah. And that actually was the, was probably a misalignment. Because now I just feel like I'm, I'm serving, I am like Glam Hive is like, like my, 
mission. It's like my ministry. It's like the, it's the thing that I'm bringing to the world. And it's not about flying private. It's it. Yes. I, Hey, it'd be great to fly private, but what it's really about is how can I help you? And if you are the woman that's like, it could be anything. My son's getting married and I need 10 looks and my budget's a hundred thousand dollars. She still needs help. Or it's the woman who's like, I reached out to you a year ago and I've only increased in size since then. And now I'm a double X and, but you know what? I'm ready to feel better. Mm-hmm. I love helping women. I'm like, I am hooking them up because it's just too easy to feel good. It's like of all the things you have to do in life, getting dressed and how you feel walking out the door. It's like the easiest. Yes. Getting to the gym is harder. Finishing <laughs> your degree is harder. Getting the job of your life harder. Meeting the person of your dreams harder. Looking good in an outfit is actually pretty easy. And so I just like want to hook a girl up. And if it's the stylist, it's like, oh, how can I help you make your business better? Is it that you build your personal brand and you position yourself on Instagram? Is it that you do email? Is it that you yada, yada, yada? And so it's to say that it is an uphill climb, but I think the moment you get in touch with why you're doing it and it's not about you, then that's a huge, that's, that's actually, I think, a growth point. I agree. What I've been focusing on lately is serve, don't sell. Yeah. You're just being of service and you're focusing out on the other people. Then it doesn't feel like rejection. It's like they either want what you're offering or not, but your come from is to be of service. And I think that is just such a beautiful distinction. Serve, don't sell. Yeah, I think so too. I love it. So... Do stylists really want to work with non-celebrities? I think of the fashion industry as kind of like snobby and they really want to work with like the every woman. I would say, okay, so if you're a celebrity stylist, if that's what you do, celebrity styling, then your goal is to like have A-list clients and to dress them for the awards and to do covers a lot of those, a lot of stylists at every level love working with the everyday woman, because it's also interesting because maybe there's more range, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so I would say that the answer is yes. Um, I mean, it's just the answer is yes, but we work with more than celebrity stylists. So we really have like different types of stylists. There's a celebrity stylist. And then we have what I would consider like, I don't like the word elite, but like the stylists really that are at the top of the game, but they're not in a celebrity. Not everyone wants to be a celebrity stylist. Right. You know, a lot of people want to dress executives and, you know, business women or women that are doing a lot of charity work or whatever. A lot of stylists want to dress moms, you know, like if you think about Stitch Fix, that's an interesting company. They've been so successful with the idea that you're getting a stylist, but in fact, you're not really like their business. They don't make money with styling fees. Right. It'd be like if you if it'd be like a company that made money by selling shampoo, but gave haircuts for free. I don't know Stitch Fix. Tell That's me. unbelievable that you don't know Stitch Fix. <laughs> Stitch Fix is like Trunk Club. It's like you basically they send you a box every um, whenever you want. But, you know, they've they're largely it's a lot of machine learning and data. Analytics. You know, it's like it's just data. You're being styled based upon data which is probably legit what women like stitch fix usually for the first couple boxes but then they want more and it could just be that it's a rapid acceleration to like hey i'm liking my clothes more but now i need more 
you know, because like with stylists, they kind of shop the world, the internet, if you will. But to answer your question, like stylists love working with regular women because most women are, we're all regular women, you know? So, um, absolutely. So I have a big event, as you know, Ben and I are getting married and we're having two receptions, one in LA, one in New York. I want to have a fabulous dress for my New York reception. So what, what would my funnel be like going to your site? How would I find that perfect stylist to get me dressed for that event? Yeah, it's, it's simple. Like you would just go, what I would do if I was you is I would just go to Glam Hive, click get match. It's on the homepage. You fill out a little name, first name, whatever. And then I'll text you, hey, Rebecca, it's Stephanie. I'm the founder. And then you'd say what you just said. And then I would probably say, um, do you have any idea? Do you have people that you like their style or send me? And then I could just like look at you and look at styles that you like. And let me give you an example. Do you want to look really sexy? Do you want to look super minimal? Like, are you going for like Carolyn Bissett Kennedy? Or are you going for like Kim Kardashian? Like, actually, that's a pretty strong. Yeah, I would say um, a sexy Meghan Markle, but not too sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So then knowing that, I would say, great, here are three. I would just know the stylist. I'd like, here are three I recommend. And then you, I just think that it's like a picture says a thousand words. You know, when you meet someone, you instantly like their face. I mean, it's kind of how dating sites work. I think ultimately, like, I mean, I'm married, so I don't, I don't, I'm not on dating sites, but I have single friends who are, and it's just like, what is it? Like, sure. There's like the, buy that guy do his like no shirt on. Like if I could tell every guy, just generally don't post pictures without your shirt on. Does any woman love that? Maybe. No. I've never experienced it. We don't like dick pics. Women are not visual. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> but like, I feel like, uh, I don't like, it's just so fascinating. I, like I've always wanted to partner with Bumble because it's like, think of their success rate. If just the guys could just present themselves. Because you know what? Because where you get stuck is like in what you see and no. You see one picture, no. Yeah. All right. Same for stylists, right? I, if I send you three, Hey, Rebecca, here's three I recommend. And I'll ask you like, this is our effective hourly rates. Like, what are you comfortable with? Like when you get a haircut, do you pay $35 or do you pay 600? Right. If you are someone that's like, I only want a $600 haircut. Great. I'll connect you with a celebrity or an elite stylist, not a 600 an hour, but you know, a, a, a stylist that that's her profession is charging at least $75 an hour. Yes. You know, that's what they're tra- thinking about when you get your hair colored, you know, um, like when I get my hair making it natural blonde, I'm effectively paying her about $150 an hour. Yes. And it's the same with styling. So at first we think, so it's like, great, here's three and then three styles. And then you can have a consultation for free. It's not even a consultation. It's like, let's just talk on the phone to see if we jive. Because it really is, do I like this person or am I resistant? Like when she's like, you know, this is how I work. Do you feel like this person's for me or do you not? And then you just pick your stylist and then she's like, hey, and, you know, usually our special event styling. I'm like, it can just be two hours if it's like bam, bam, bam. Some people want just simple supplemental help. I'm someone that can use supplemental help. Yeah. Meaning I can um, hear all the things I like. And then I like a stylist to say like, no, 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 no. But some people are like soup to nuts. I just want you to handle all of it. So right. that's what you'll figure out, you know, is that. And then, but generally it's like, all right, you, you meet a stylist, you have a call. What she does is she puts together a mood board. That's like a Pinterest board. 
Wow. And then, yeah, it's, oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I should talk about this because it's so fun. I think that the mood board is actually like a strong deliverable. Yeah. It's like, why is Pinterest interesting? Because Pinterest is interesting because you can see a kitchen or a vacation or a whatever, a look or that you're like, I must save this because it's exactly what I want for my life. All right. So we take it to the next step. We do the mood board is to completely custom. And then once you're like, yes, these are the looks specifically that I like, then the stylist based upon your brand preference or budget will shop basically the internet and say, okay, are we shopping at Shopbop? Are we shopping at Netta Barte? Are we shopping at Macy's? Doesn't matter. Right. And then um, she makes your whole mood board shoppable. So then you see exactly what she's curated. And then you just click out and you buy what you want. Now, if you're someone that wants it more high touch, the stylist will can take your credit card, make all the purchases, ship them out to you. If you want it higher touch, she can ship everything to her studio or her house, package it all up in one box, out of return load, ship it to you, and then you ship it. It's we really it can be as turnkey or as bespoke as you want. I mean, we have a stylist right designing a a mother of the bride gown right now. She's designing the gown. Wow. So it can be low touch, it can be high touch. It can, and that's what I love about Glam Hive is, and and it can be different for different times. Like there are times that like I needed some reading glasses. If you saw the reading glasses, I literally like threw them in the Goodwill bag because I got them in Paris. They're like Christian Dior. They look, they made me look like a grandmother. (laughs) And so, and, and I didn't spend a small amount of money on them. You know, once I put my reading lenses in them, so I didn't use a stylist. I did it on my own. And now I've, the minute I got them, I'm like, these do not look great. So then I was like, I need different reading glasses. So I hired one of our celebrity stylists to find me a pair of reading glasses. I wish I had the ones from Goodwill, but I, they're in my car. So then I bought these and I'm like, okay, these are super badass. Those are badass. So, so I paid probably $350 for this recommendation, but you know what? I'll wear these forever. I'm going to take it another step. Then I, Nicole Chavez, who I love, she's one of our celebrity stylists. She works with Kristen Bell and Jessica Simpson. And she was wearing these glasses. Okay, this is a funny story. But. Awesome. Okay, these were $14 on Amazon. Nice. $14. But do you know who can see that that's a great pair of glasses? A stylist. Yes. Wow. So maybe I paid her $300, but net-net. I saved money by work. No, it's, I'm, I'm serious. I saved money paying a stylist to find the right pair because I threw away a pair or donated them. You see what I'm saying? Most people don't have a good eye. Yeah, they, they need help. So are you saying as busy and successful as you are that you personally still match people to their stylist? It's not automated. It's all done. I, I'm, well, either people make their own selection. So it's, it's automated for that. Yeah. But when, a, when a job comes in, I, I look at it and I make, I am busy. I don't know. I just have a lot of um, ambition around this. So either I do it or someone on the team, but we do a hand match. That's beautiful that you still offer the personal touch, like a true matchmaker, but for style and clients. I think that is so cool. So the last question that I want to ask you is there's a huge movement right now in democratizing beauty. Like everybody is a bikini body. All shapes of women are beautiful. So everybody deserves to be styled like a Hollywood celebrity. 
So why, in your opinion, is democratizing beauty and style so important for the women's movement? Oh, because when women feel good, it's just about feeling happy, right? So like, you know, like I can remember being 17 and looking at 17 magazines. So maybe I was 15, probably was smaller, a hundred percent. I was smaller than I am today. Right. Cause I was 15. Right. And I remember standing in front of the mirror and like pulling my waist back. Cause I don't have a body shape that has an hourglass figure. I just don't, I just, I actually have a thick waist broad shoulders and long legs, but that's not what you're seeing. I mean, whenever I was 15, 10,000 years ago, but I would stand in the mirror and I'd like pull my waist back. And I remember like, there was this like share or someone had ribs removed, right. To make her, I don't even know if it's true, but I swear it's still in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, that's my lowest rib and my hip bone are like that far apart. I have a very short waist. And so now I'm in my forties and I feel so much better than I did when I was, and I grant it, a lot of people don't feel good as a teenager, but I would say even in my twenties. And so the idea that you have to have a certain shape or look a certain way is terrible because you feel bad. You don't like to walk in a room and look at other women and be like, like, you know what I hate the most is when I look in stylish and a woman says, Oh, you look so good. Like that's the face. You look so good. And it's like, why the frown? You can look that good. You just can like, it's like totally available to you. So there's no doubt that the less that, that I guess the media says, this is how you're supposed to look. I mean, I think women have always been very accepting of women, right? We're always like, I mean, no, you look so pretty, right? That's what women do always. Right. So it's really just like advertising that we're talking about, or like, I guess like movies or TV or something. But, um, you'll never talk to a stylist that says you have to be a size two. You'll never talk to a stylist that says you only have to buy designer. Most celebrity stylists are like, you know what I love to go to Goodwill and like style someone at Goodwill. I literally was speaking to Nicola from who is Lady Gaga stylist. Wow. And he was like, you know where I love to go is like Walmart or like <laughs> Macy's a hundred percent serious because that's interesting to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now I don't want to extract more than he meant, but how I took it was for some, for a stylist that like, I mean, he got his start as a young guy, a kid, a teenager in London. And he just was like the guy that would like mix stuff up. And now he's, you know, but that's, that's a stylist. That person that has that in it's their artists. You know, when you go look at an art gallery or photographer, you're like respect, man, that person's an artist. That is what a stylist is. And only they're going to, you are the art. And so it's not even about what size you are, what age, it literally, it literally doesn't matter. Like to me, I'm just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to any stylist. I've, I will, I've never talked to a stylist. that's like, look, I only want to dress a size two if they want to shop at Chanel. I've never heard that. You just want, the thing about stylists is they're helpers. Yes. Yeah, so in a way help. they're actually healers and they're coaches and they're advocates they're the girl that has your back. They just, that's what they are. They're not like stylists. Even, I, I, I don't want to say even celebrity stylists. It's like a great Michelin three-star chef, right? He or she just loves food for anyone. Right. And it's the same thing for a stylist. Even the best stylist, like they, I was talking to like Christina Ehrlich and she's a very well-known celebrity stylist. And she's like, I just want to help real women. 
And that's what every stylist will say. I just want to help real women feel great, you know? And so that's what inspires me about Glam Hive is just that that's what we're bringing to the world is for women to feel great, no matter any of the rest of it. Divorced, just married, had a baby, can't have a baby, you know, overweight, under, doesn't matter. I love that, Stephanie, because no matter what's going on in your life, like you said, divorced, just married, can't have a baby, just have had a baby. It's not about the outside. It's about feeling confident and feeling celebratory of where you are in life and then picking an outfit that reflects that. It's just like wherever you are, whatever body shape, whatever stage or age of life, you can celebrate that by the clothes that you wear. And that's why I think it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the thing is, is it's like um, the thing about when having a, a, a great outfit on is, or you know, then you go to the airport and you get the shout outs. Like, I like your bag. I like this. I like that. You go to the grocery store, you go to the gas station. Like, that's a question to ask yourself when I'm walking through life on any given day. How many people are like, I like this dress. I like your dress. Or I like your ringer. Cool earrings. Or you look great. You should be hearing that like probably every time that you're out. You just should. Because why? Because I mean, literally, it's like it could be these dumb glasses. Although my four-year-old nephew said that I looked like old McDonald had a farm, <laughs> which I thought was the best compliment ever. Um, awesome. But it's just, it's available to everyone. And it literally could be just like a Johnny Wujek who styled um, Katy Perry and a lot of those ladies. He's like, always put on something that will be a conversation starter. Maybe it's like, so it's not... I'm not saying it has to be every time, but like little compliments build you up and you're not dressing for the compliments. You're dressing for yourself, but the compliments come when you express yourself through clothes. And I think that when you see people not shining bright, I don't know, tell me one successful person that look at Jeff Bezos, mic drop, Google Jeff Bezos when he started Amazon and he's like this little guy Right. And his design about the office, he just was like, now he's like, what? Like, I don't even know what, like you see him now. And he's like, all like RoboCop. I don't even know the right. Like he's like, he's buffed out and he's like, do do when he's got the glasses and come on. Uh, What did he do once he started being successful? You think he's still dressing like that? He's not now granted all the rest of it. There's a million things to say about him, but I always noticed that. Because if you Google Jeff Bezos, you will see him with his Amazon banner in a garage office. And you'll see him like with his glasses on looking like he's like, you know, the guys from The Hangover, like walking to the music. It's the swagger. So he also hired a trainer and a cook and all nutritionists and all that because he's a trillionaire. Well, it's that it's that. But, you know, the whole thing is, is like for men, a nice fitting suit where it's tailored properly. Here's the thing. Wear the same thing every day. I practically wear the same. I mean, I wore this when you met me. I was wearing this top because it's the one I wore at our event. I wear the same thing all the time. I don't even remember it. I remember you wearing like a short little mini dress, but I don't even remember that top. Yeah. So you can wear the same. And I had a stylist pick this out. So you can wear the same thing every time. And then you can like work out to your app, you know, and because what I do know in talking to stylists is like, and, and what, I, what, what I hate the most is when a woman says, well, I, I'm thinking about working with a stylist, but, but first I want to lose weight. Yes. They backwards. Backwards. Get two great outfits 
and start wearing them and start feeling better and feeling like I look great. And you can feel great in a sweatsuit. I have this bright green. Oh, I'm wearing it on the bottom. This? <laughs> of course you are. Because why? Because it's pandemic. But I have a hoodie that matches it. And then I have like these slipper slides. I'll just go to the coffee shop and you know what I mean? So even that looks better than just like scrumpy dumpy sweats. Yes. So just have better sweats then. You know, and then go work out. And then, and then that, what I'm trying to say is don't wait. It's like people, I, I, it breaks my heart when I hear that. Cause I'm like, your weight may never change. You may never lose the weight. And don't put off your happiness or your greatness. Exactly. People are like, Oh, well, I'll be happy when I, whatever that is, get that job, lose that weight, graduate college, graduate grad school, get married, like whatever. Like I call that over there-ism. Like don't put your fabulous fashion sense over there when you can look fabulous and fashionable now with one of Glam Hive stylists. So let's talk about how can we contact you or Glam Hive and be a part of this awesome movement where you're bringing Hollywood celebrity glam stylists to all women all across the globe at every budget. How can we all find this? It's super simple. Literally anyone that's listening to this, just go to glamhive.com. You'll see get matched. You'll see two things. Get matched. Click the button, fill it out the form. We're off to the races. That's all you need to do. We'll be in touch. Or you can go meet our stylist and you can see the different categories and just browse and see who you like. Click their photo. You'll see her rates. All of them have free consults. Hit free consult. You'll be connected via text. She'll text you. You'll have a call. And then you're, you're off to the races. That is so awesome. Now, is it helpful, Stephanie, to already create a board on Pinterest of styles and looks that you look? Or will the celebrity go ahead and like craft your look from scratch? And just- oh, the stylist will, it, it can be whatever. Like, you know, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not on Pinterest. I don't think I ever really was. I looked at it. <laughs> but even when I wasn't so busy, I just like, I, you know, if you have it, great. But you don't, there's no pre-work that needs to be done. That's great. I love it. So everybody go to glamhive.com. It's a website and an app, right? You know, it's actually just a website. We don't have, we don't, you don't have to download an app. You can go to glamhive on your mobile browser and it's the same experience, but no, I went out of the app world. That's a whole long, uh, another story, but um, you know, this is kind of, yeah, anyway. So you just go to glamhive.com on your mobile or on your laptop. And then it's very intuitive. Just get matched. Yay. Well, I'm so excited to do this for my New York City reception. And thank you, Stephanie, for being on the Balanced Beautiful Abundant Show. Thank you you for listening. If you love this video, tag a friend, take a screenshot, tag me and Stephanie. We'll give you a shout out. Please leave us a five-star review. We are a grassroots movement, so we really rely on your five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back with another fabulous guest. And Until then, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Thanks, Stephanie. (laughs) Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. 
please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. It's cold and you live in my life like it's cold.